episode 1,115. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because 1,000 was more than 15 episodes ago. That makes sense. Uh, All right. Episode 1,115, thinking about the Swifty Empire. That's right, everyone. If you've waited through 1,114 episodes to hear us talk about Taylor Swift, here it is. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Christian, bringing you theology at warp speed. I'm Matt Anderson. I'm Bendy Bono. Wow. I wasn't expecting this. Really? Because we talked through a lot of this topic already on our walk. But I knew that this episode was... I knew you had an episode. Yeah. Ready for about two weeks. Yeah, yeah. But the more time it passes, the more that... I didn't know what it was. And now the more time that has passed, the more the fuel you have for this fire, I think. It's not exactly the conversation you and me and Brian had on our walk on... um, Saturday. uh, Thank you. (laughs) Whatever that was. But I'd say it's overlaps with some of this so originally like what i called this episode of my notes is fandom ruins everything uh which it does but i wanted to be a little bit more uh specific than that so i'm thinking of this episode really born out of the the strange marriage between two recent pop culture events if you will one more of a a meme and then one this a horrific thing that's happening in NFL stadiums all, all across uh, the globe. So for people who don't pay attention to the NFL or Taylor Swift, and you're probably the, the smarter people out in the audience, although I do love the NFL. So uh, Taylor Swift has allegedly begun uh, dating Kansas City Chiefs tight end uh, Travis Kelsey. And you think, why in the world are we talking about this? Why do I care? This is uh, here for sci-fi Christian, not not gossip and sports. Well, here's the thing about it. It like I felt something in me break. You know how I say every now and then that like something yes. breaks, something broke with this, and it was a level of disgust. And it's not that, you know. People are interested in this because whatever, there's celebrities and it's pop culture and football and, of course, all of that. But but what really made me disgusted with this, and it's going to seem like a small thing, but I'm going to extrapolate out a little bit, is that all the coverage about this, especially from like Us Weekly and all of that, that were, were happening when this first started up, were referring to them as taylor and travis like on this weird first name basis and this is something that in previous contexts i've noticed both with uh, celebrities and and other contexts of like referring to people you don't know on their first name basis and i've never been able to articulate why it bothers me so much and then this happened and suddenly the dam broke and i I'm at least able to 50% articulate why now, because just this, this flood of disgust poured out of it. And and here's what it is, in a nutshell for me, and, and if you're wondering, what does this have to do with fandom? We're, we're going to get to fandom in, in just a minute, but we're going to set this up. So everything about this was a performance. Like, Taylor Swift is clearly... whatever else you think of her and i i I don't think much of her i try and avoid it like i i don't think i could tell you anything she sings seriously Uh, i don't listen to her music and ever have no interest but she clearly understands marketing 
or at least is surrounded by people, whatever, whatever Taylor Swift is the stand in for this vast empire of crap behind her. They understand marketing like nobody else. And so everything that you're seeing, if you didn't see clips from the game or weren't watching or whatever, like they're cutting up to her in the, 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 the press box. It's not the press box, but like the suite she's in and, you know, she's cheering and she's got X food and she's wearing this jacket. Everything you're seeing is calculated. I don't know if that means she does or doesn't have an interest in Travis Kelsey as a person. And quite frankly, I don't care. And neither should you. But everything you're seeing is a performance. 100%. And then you're reading the stories about Travis and Taylor, where we're talking about them as though they're they're people that we know. And, and everything's like trying to get us invested in them. Oh, they're so cute together. No, you don't know if they're cute together because you haven't seen them together because all you've seen is this performance it's all a sham okay it's all this disgusting sham that's meant to make you feel invested in something that is fake and okay we all get invested in things that are fake like at least quote-unquote fake but the i think the thing that was just bugging the crap out of me here is that it's like it's not that people are getting invested in something that's fake, but it's the degree of it, the amount of oxygen it sucks out of the room. And then it's it's that it's fake, but the attraction is telling yourself that it's not. These are not people you know, but yet we're going to refer to them on a first name basis as though it is. Frankly, I think we should stop, like, if you've known, uh, here's a new rule. Unless you've known somebody for at least five years, you should probably stop referring to them on a first-name basis. Now, clearly, I don't enforce that in my own life, but that wouldn't be a bad rule. That wouldn't be a bad rule. In your real life? <laughs> you just, like, if you haven't known a coworker for five years? Yeah, just Mr. last name. Anderson. Or, or, or Anderson. Like, the British have that thing where they call you by your surname. Okay. You know, it's like a little bit more formality. There's a distance, and I, I think it would be appropriate for us to recapture that, but that's not the point of this. But it's just, it just annoys the crap of me. So there's this fake thing that we're all pretending is real be for the sake of being invested in it. And, and this happens all the time with celebrities. And it's really, quite frankly, disgusting. Like, like witness the idolization of Keanu Reeves. Like we all have to pretend like he's a great person. And he might be. He might be, but you don't know him. And so all these memes about what a great guy he is and look at all the wonderful things. Isn't that so positive? All of that is a distract. It's all marketing. All of that is marketing. And I hope he is a great guy and maybe he is. But I, I think there's something really repulsive about watching not just a few people, but large swaths of culture swallow something hook, line, and sinker that is fake, pretend that it's real, and get invested in it as though they actually know the person. Keanu Reeves might be a great guy. He might not. I don't care. I do not care. Now, clearly, I'd prefer him to be a good person, but I'm not going to get invested in his life because I don't know him. What I do know is that he kind of sucks in Bram Stoker's Dracula, as you just watched. He's pretty decent in The Matrix. That's what I know about Keanu Reeves, and that's all I care to know. Don't care on the rest of it. Don't need to pretend like he's my friend. But yet, we have people investing, like, 
as as loneliness is growing as an epidemic in our culture and then we're investing in these fake things not just because oh it's kind of fun but because and not, not everybody but because it's like this replacement for actual relationship and actual life okay so that's the the dam of anger that flows out of me when i see taylor swift up in the nfl box i know you're gonna make more points but i like what i like about this episode is that i believe in 12 years of podcasting together for this show, 13 years total, I don't think we've ever done one on celebrity culture. Oh. I don't think we've ever talked about the the audience's relationship with celebrities. So Yeah, yeah. probably not. Yeah, this is good. And we're going to tie it back to fandom in a second. But, okay, so that's the, the Swifty part of the title. The other part is a meme that I've, I've just found delightful, which is, uh, and people have probably seen it, of... Women asking their husbands, men in their lives, whatever, uh, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? And then being stunned when the answer is often. Every day. Every day. Um, is that true for you, though, actually? Well, <laughs> I don't know about every day, but I have uh, I have been a, a multi-year, like years, subscriber to the Facebook page, Daily Updates on the Status of the Roman Empire. Uh, when I saw this meme, yeah. I thought it was funny. But I can honestly say about zero. I never think about the Roman Empire. Okay. Well, I mean, that that's your loss. Yeah. Uh, you know, what I, I'll tell you one of the things that, that popped through my mind is, you know who was the original guy who was overly obsessed with the Roman Empire? Dante Alighieri. Like, oh. that, <laughs> that's the whole concept of the comedy is Dante is really into the Roman Empire. And so it, the whole thing's very, very funny to me. And it's funny, the the female reactions of just being stunned and how many guys who haven't seen the meme, like at this point, everybody's seen it, but yeah. like before it was a thing, just asking some guy in your life, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? Yeah, every day, all the time. Yeah. Well, quite a bit, actually. You know, it's just, it's like, well, what is it? And it this is this is the part I actually want to import. The what is it? Because there's a variety of, of answers to it that, you know, Rome is obviously shows up in pop culture all the time. And it's kind of a cool guy thing to glom on to, similar to like the Old West, how there's some people who are, you know, into that. There's just sort of these, these settings in pop culture that... Not exclusively, but are maybe more easily associated with masculinity, and I think Rome is is certainly one of them. Like, not to say that women don't enjoy things like Gladiator, but Gladiator is a testosterone uh, based movie, and so you you kind of have that. And then you have outside of pop culture, you just have the importance of Rome in culture for the West entirely, and that's like right to American iconography, and, and in negative ways, the Third Reich used uh, Rome, uh, Roman uh, iconography, and it's just all over the place in the West in both positive and negative examples. You know, the Holy Roman Empire, which was neither Holy Roman or an empire, was, you know, it's like Rome is just all over the place. I'm a Roman Catholic, and so, um, you know, the whole idea of Rome as the center of Western culture traces all the way back to the Roman Empire. You you don't appreciate Christianity. You can't separate Christianity from the context of the Roman Empire and all of that. So you have this huge cultural importance. But one of the things that really struck me as I was watching a lot of these sort of viral videos and some professional, some amateur of women asking the men in their lives, do you think about the Roman Empire? And then asking them, well, what is it that you think about? One of the more common answers that came up was 
the fact that it fell and how it fell with people just being distracted by nonsense. Hmm. Like the downfall of the Roman Empire, and then these guys going on and making the connection. I'm summarizing and paraphrasing a variety of reactions, but essentially along the lines of how much that parallels today. And like there's this sense of Rome as the eternal city, as it's called, and the Roman Empire is something that was great and flawed and then sowed the seeds of its own destruction by becoming unserious with itself. I mean, we've talked about uh, another, I don't know if you called a meme or not, but the whole idea that, you know, strong men make good times, good times make weak t- weak men, you know, weak men make bad times, bad times make strong men. It's like, where are you? It's an oversimplification, but where are you historically in that cycle? And, okay, oversimplification, yes, so let's not, you know, take this as gospel, but there's something there. There's something there. And it's impossible for me to not see, like, if we can at least admit there, there's something that these men are responding to when they say the Roman Empire sowed the seeds of its own destruction, and it did so, and it did, through uh, becoming distracted and absurd by pathetic things and we're in that same cycle today there are things about our time that that parallel that and it's impossible for me to look at the fact that we're running around invested in taylor and travis and not also see the seeds of that present and it goes farther than that because many of you right now are saying i do not care so i'm safe I'm good. But think about the whole impact of pop culture, because I think it is, this is why I originally was calling the, the, this episode fandom ruins everything. It's like, because what fandom has become and nostalgia has become is not what they were originally, or at least one at one time had the potential to be. They've become this distraction. They've become this escape route, this way for you to absorb reality and the lowest common denominator. Like, think about fandom, and let's just use the term super broadly. You know, Tolkien wrote Lord of the Rings because he was a fan, again, using the term very broadly, of these ancient myths and everything. But it's like this deep fandom, this really, really deep fandom uh, that that came out of of absorbing it into yourself and wrestling with those ideas and then producing something great that's like we've talked about the great conversation like we've joked about and i don't think i've joked about it but uh dante is writing uh uh virgil fanfic it's like well what's the difference between what dante was doing and the the despicable practice of modern fan fiction well the difference is that dante let it destroy him and rebuild him and then produced arguably the greatest work of Western civilization as a result. And uh, the fanfic writers are just imagining what it would be like if Ron and Harry were gay. Like, if you don't see the, the if you don't see the the Grand Canyon size gap between those two, then you should just turn off the episode because I have nothing else to say to you. Uh, you look like you want to chime in. Uh, I was going to say something, and then I realized it wasn't that important for now. But since you stopped, anyways, I'll go ahead and do it. Okay. So we over on the extra feed uh, at our Patreon site, which you can find at Patreon. 
youtube.com forward slash the sci-fi christian we're doing right now doing the iliad we're gonna go right into the odyssey and then right into the aeneid and i brought up this idea of doing a deep dive on dante yeah maybe what if it's we there just, what if we do go straight because yeah from from the aeneid into into dante yeah, and it could work i i actually kind of love that idea because there's so many characters because, listeners as a reminder we've covered the the whole uh the Divi- comedy, why, why the I, comedy, yeah, divine, the divine yeah. comedy, yeah. I, I, a bunch of words were mixed up in my head. Paradiso, per- I, yeah. okay, so anyways, the, we covered the divine comedy, but in just three parts, right? What if we did a deep dive? On it, it? it would, would be fantastic, that. and it, it's even better because, and you may not remember this because it didn't mean as much at the time, having not read Homer, but Dante actually writes a sequel to the Odyssey in uh inferno oh no yeah i don't remember that when he meets ulysses who's okay. that's the rome version of, of odysseus yeah, that could be great it could be great so anyway the, the point is like fandom is that and then nostalgia so i actually in, in the homily at my parish yesterday which by the way brian you was there for yes, so he, he'll, he'll know what i'm talking about the the priest uh was reflecting on on this concept of nostalgia and we think of nostalgia as like you know member berries but nostalgia, is, uh, where where it comes from, is this deep, like it actually is this this longing that is so painful. It 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 is pleasurable. It's like if you've heard this C.S. Lewis quote of, "If all of my desires are not able to be met by this world, then I must conclude that I I come belonging to another world." It's like this idea of this longing for for heaven and the new heaven and the new earth and and all of that. And so. But what we've done is similar to what I just talked about with fanfic versus Dante or Tolkien versus, you know, the the Swifties. Sorry, Swifties. Uh, there's a similar gap between how we think of nostalgia of member berries and the nostalgia that makes you long for the rebirth of all creation, right? And it's like, Okay, so go back to the Roman Empire and that whole thing. So can we extrapolate out, maybe at least as a thought experiment, if not an actually defensible historical reality, because that would take a, a lot of work and defense to, to do. But as a thought experiment, could we say that trading in these deep and true ideas for their shallowest components is part of how a culture commits suicide? I don't know, but it seems possible. It seems possible. And think about our attention spans, like how all of that is getting eroded. What can't you do when all you know how to do is absorb media in 30-second TikTok clips? Well, what you can't do is contemplate it, okay? Like, one of the things I love to do um, when people find out, you know, that I'm into movies, and I, believe me, I'm, this is like pot kettle. Because my attention span is shot too, so I struggle all the time with this. But one of the things I like to to point out is that I, I am a, a survivor of the movie Satan Tango by Bellatar. If you haven't seen Satan Tango, and I'm guessing all of you have not, it's a seven and a half hour Hungarian movie in black and white and everything. And one of the things I always point to to just like make people disgusted with my hobby because I do it, I I I feed off of people's tears is I bring up the fact that Satan Tango opens with a 10-ish minute scene of cows running around. And I guess 
If yeah. you have seven hours, you might as well use hours. 10 on exactly. cows. Why not? Why not? And like you can go, and, and people can do this right now. You can bring up just uh, YouTube uh, search for Satan Tango, all one word, opening scene, and you'll see the cows, and, and there they are, and they're, they're on the run, and they're just doing their thing, and it's like you just get these disgust. It's like, why would anyone ever do that? Why would anyone ever watch that? And to be clear, there is artistic, you know, it's not literally just pointed a camera at some cows, but still, it, it's not exciting to watch. It's like, well, because in that somehow is the antidote to the shallow, non-serious people that we are becoming. I don't know why, but somewhere in that, like there's something where for whatever Bellatar has to talk to you about, or Tarkovsky, I brought up the scene in Solaris where there's like, you know, just driving around the freeway for five minutes, which I, I love. I don't know if it's true or not, but I, I choose to believe it's true. The 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 urban legend that Tarkovsky said he put it in there so that dumb people would leave his movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get bored. I just love that. But like there's something in there where uh, I'm going to break you so that I can actually talk to you about what needs to be what you need to hear like there's something very powerful in that and then on the other extreme we just have the exploitable you right this idea of you are the product your your lack of attention is the product that uh and we've talked about this like all i have to do to separate you from your money is dangle a shiny thing you recognize and like in front of you and i win Like that's actually, and if you think about that, it's not that there's never a time and place for that. And there's not that there's never a time to just be like, all right, let's have fun. But it's like, it's not, it's not just every now and then, like this is how large portions of us are living our lives is in this member berry addicted cycle and what happens is and like i rail against disney but here's the serious argument against disney you have a giant corporation that and presuming that i'm speaking to a largely christian audience here hates you hates what you believe hates everything about you hates your values and is interested in in separating you from your money by the shortest route possible and like okay so why do non-serious people, why is that the death of culture? That's why. Because once you do that, you've not only turned your back on the ability to absorb material like a Dante or a Tolkien, you've not only turned your back on the type of nostalgia that C.S. Lewis is talking about, or Tarkovsky, who, by the way, his second to last movie is called Nostalgia for that very reason, because uh, it's about that type of experience. And, and you've not only turned your back on the ability to do all of that, you've actually sold your soul, and I'm being hyperbolic, but also serious you've sold your soul for a funko pop i'm sorry to hit wow. home like that that was straight at me everybody <laughs> but not just you not just you but you know what i'm saying like and so my challenge is like maybe you're not as disgusted as i am by taylor and travis and like honestly if, if that's your thing fine but we need to do something in a small or great way to begin recapturing the ground that we've lost go watch cows 
Go turn on Satan Tango. Watch the cows. And if that's not your thing, do something else. But if we don't capture, recapture this, we are going to be the Roman Empire. We're heading in that direction. So whether or not you think about the Roman Empire daily, you should be thinking about this and you should care about it. All right, listeners. Well, Ben's warned us about things in the past that maybe seemed out of left field and all of a sudden everyone's talking about it. So yeah. this could be an uh, early warning for you of something that you'll be on board with sooner than later, even if you are a Swifty. I well, agree. That's all from here. I'm Matt Anderson. I'm Ben DiVono. And we're the South Christian signing off. But let's all agree on one thing. You don't get to refer to celebrities you don't know by their first name. Just stop. Don't do that. Okay? You're done. Not allowed. The end.